0: Get in the hole. Woo! Welcome back. It seems like an eternity, but in reality it's only been 18 days since Victor Hovland actually won the Tour title. It almost like I I hate to be that guy, but – and, like, now it makes a little more sense because with the PGA Tour changing their schedule around from 2024, the, the, the next seven weeks isn't really even, like – it isn't a part of last year's schedule. It isn't even really a part of this year's schedule because it kind of just – now that the PGA is going back to this, like, year-long calendar, technically the season starts in January. So, really, it's like every event is, like, you can play it if you want. It's really kind of guys to, like, figure out their shit particularly at, at Justin Thomas. But I think it's funny how the PGA Tour doesn't even have that, like, like real break. Like no, your players, obviously the top the top 50, are getting about a two-week break. You have the Ryder Cup coming up in, what, I think a week, a week, a week and a half, I believe, or possibly next week. And then you don't really play until January unless you're a guy like JT or Max Homa trying to three-peat or – some guys will play a couple a couple of other smaller events throughout the week, but I, I think it's funny how the how the PGA Tour really doesn't even have like a break. It's kind of like it's 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 weird to me,
1: but yeah, I've never liked that. I think every I think it's good when every sport kind of has has like a has an off season. Yeah, you know, even with I know you know look I know technically golf they do have like an off season. It's like you know they have what is it used to be called the Franklin Templeton shootout down at Tiburon in Naples. Now it's called something else, but it's like, you know, they have those events. I would prefer for them to just kind of do what they used to do, which was, yes, the, the season would start in January in Hawaii. Like it always would. And then you'd finish up with the tour championship. And then after that, you would have, because what guys would do, even though in the past, the fall events wouldn't count towards the FedEx Cup, yeah. it would still count, though, towards the money list. And guys would use that to get in the top 125 of the money list. The FedEx Cup ne- didn't necessarily matter. It was really, you had to finish top 125 to keep your card, yep. and top 125 on the money list. That was the kicker. And it's like, I have a huge thunderstorm here right now, so I apologize. Um, Same here. It's okay, but uh, I don't care anyway. Um, <laughs> um, wait, 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 wait! Aren't you like currently in the midst of like a hurricane right now? No, there's no hurricane. Not yet. There's not a The hurricane's not going to hit. It's going to be in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. It's fine. Oh,
0: I I don't know. I I heard something about about making landfall like a couple days ago, or like supposed to make landfall, and it's in, like Jacksonville, but that's still north of where you are, anyway. So. Yeah. Anyway. It made a huge we'll Anyways. Say, yeah.
1: It's it's all just like, but there the, it this it's all stupid. The weather, but is fucking
0: wrong. But uh, it's it, it's funny you say that though because as a new season turns around, we are going to be getting changes that will be very similar to what we saw prior to them making the fall events actually count towards the overall Bettis cup points, and that, my friends. It's called a segue. Welcome into the getting the whole podcast. Stephen McAvoy, Ben Pirro. I
1: didn't even get to finish what I was saying,
0: but okay. I'll let you. Fi- I will let you finish in a hot second because I need to get to the ad read before we do anything here. Getting the whole get podcast this week, brought to you by our friends over over at Philadelphia Apparel Co. PHI Apparel Co. Getting you all of your gear for the Eagles, the Sixers, the Wings—literally any sport except for the Flyers, because they absolutely suck. Go to PHI to get your hands on some hot new merch today. And, of course, some, some cool getting the whole merch as well, as well as everything else we have from the underground. I also want to give a shout-out, not as a sponsor, but more so as a, a gesture. I saw KB yesterday. Uh, I, I helped him cover the uh, the PLL with DJ. Awesome guy. DJ, if you, get, if you get a chance to meet him, like, fucking love this guy. Literally spent the last two weekends they – they were at Gillette last weekend, came to Little Island this weekend. He flew from Michigan – to to, I I think to to to, uh, to Philadelphia. They drove to Gillette. He flew back home, and then and then flew back to Philadelphia. Ticket to Long Island yesterday. Really cool guys. Really great time. Uh, KB hooked me up with this cool hat from his friend over at Bones Golf Club. Pretty cool. Little gold uh gold rope, green lettering. Not a huge uh brand popping off yet. More of a hobby. Uh, for his friend, who I believe, if you told me correctly, he helped design what was it, like Justin Bieber's like clothing line or something, some celebrity. Uh, but like really cool stuff, hats by Imperial partnered up with them, so really cool stuff. Hopefully they can come out with some more things and possibly jump on the underground sports bandwagon. Get on with us, possibly get you some cool gear to rock out on the uh, on the course. Actually, a really cool logo too. Like like this is the tag that comes with it. Like pretty cool stuff. Really, like feels like a really cool niche startup brand, which I'm a big, uh, a big fan of. Anyhow, welcome into the Little Podcast, Steve. Ben, you were saying something, and I'm going to let you continue, even though what you're saying is segueing right into what into what we're talking about.
1: Yeah, you haven't shut the fuck up since we started this episode, so let's just hit right my up. ass. God yeah, damn, I, you know, I, now. You
0: know, the Shut week
1: up. one vacation was actually so, so nice done. to get away from your ass. I'm, no, no. I am so done with you. I finally get to talk. You interrupt me. Then you start blabbing on about this company that isn't even sponsoring us, okay, yet. and And then I'm like, you're like, oh, go back to what you were saying five minutes ago. Like, I even remember what I was even saying. So... Perfect. 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 So, I made you look fucking
0: stupid. That was my goal. Yeah, and you
1: have in you're, you're,
0: you got so, As Ben was, as Ben was alluding to prior to, you got an ugly ass, but whatever. Prior to the start of the show, a new season's upon us in the PGA Tour. I was at in Victor 18 days ago. Took home the, t- the Tour Championship and just like that the break is over and we're back to a PGA Tour calendar. The fun part though is that what's typically the fall series of the PGA Tour typically counts towards the, uh, the money list and the points list at the end of the following year, so 23, 2020, 24, a new season comes new rule changes, and that's where we kind of lead off the show this week. The the myriad of changes that are occurring on the PGA tour. We talked a little bit about it throughout the year, uh, but now that we're finally at this stage and things are finally hitting its course, time to time to review everything coming to you now in the twenty-four season. Starting off with the calendar, the PGA tour has officially changed to a full to a full calendar year schedule rather than starting. This week at the 40 net, it will start, as Ben was alluding to, at Kapalua in January at the Century Tournament Champions and end at the Tour Final. Those fall events, not this year, so not these seven events, but next year, in 2024, will then be a a series, quote-unquote, called called the FedEx Fall Cup. Uh, With a change of the calendar year, three exempt events, plus the President's Cup next year, and then the Ryder Cup following and so on. For the top 51 players and on starting the fall season, you'll get the same amount of points that you accumulated throughout the year and you will fight to earn your, your spot from 51 through 125 to keep your card move on and so on. Uh, Winners earn exemptions into the majors three signature events or what used to be called the designated events. I believe it's the century, the players, the majors, and I believe it's Riviera and Pebble beach. I'm not wrong. Um, Apt to change, of course, as the, as the signature events rotate uh, in and out every single year. So that's that's the, that's the start of it. Ben, do you think this move is a obviously a smart calculated move it's back to where things used to be? It's a little bit modified from what we typically saw because back then it used to be solely the money list. Now it also is accumulating points as well to determine the eligibility. What's your thought on the, the regression back to this uh, mode or should we have, have anything else that should have been changed? Just cry shut
1: up and just let me speak. Okay. It's my job to host the show and ask the questions. You get so long-winded. I keep telling you this. Just shut I'm up. I'm explaining and... it. Okay, Stephen, uh. You can keep explaining it. I think it's good that we're kind of going back to something a little bit similar than uh, for what used to for what we used to do. I didn't really understand. I didn't it it never seemed right that the season started in northern california the season should always start in hawaii that's how i grew up watching it and i just was like that's like a weird i don't know i always thought it was weird i like that we have they're not called designated events anymore what are they called signature signature i'm fine with the signature events it kind of has like like i said in the past as that wgc feel even though we don't I think we might only have one WGC event left, and that's the match play. Um, I just – I like the fact that we have them. I don't like that Pebble Beach is one of them. Mm -hmm. I hate it. I think it's the – I think it is the format, the Pro-Am format screws the whole event up. And I truly believe the only reason they do the Pro-Am – is because they decide to have this tournament in Northern California in February when the weather sucks. You know how many times that event has been shortened to 54 holes because of weather? So they're like, no one's going to show up. So I guess we got to get Bill Murray out here to make people laugh. Even I don't, I don't really think he's that funny at all. Um, so it's a hot take. It, 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 it's in circles. Whatever. Anyway, that's what I think. So, there, nice and concise for the audience.
0: You know, I think the, the schedule changes are nice because also it's a change, and I'll explain more more as to what the actual events um, are. So, as you were saying, schedule is changing now from, from like, I believe it's 45 events th- throughout the whole year to now 36 regular season, three postseason, um, standard, same as you've always seen, those eight signature events this year, the Century in January, Pebble Beach in February, the Genesis at like the, the break of February, March. Uh, the Arnold Palmer in April, the RZ Heritage in May, Wells Fargo in June, and the Memorial, which is now actually moving from, from Memorial Day weekend to June. Uh, and then the Travelers, which means that we're going to get three straight weeks of signature quote unquote events between the Memorial, the U.S. Open and the Travelers, which which I have some strong opinions on as well. Um, a couple of other notes here. Three of the eight signature events will feature a cut, all of which happen to be based around uh, a certain golfer. So Riviera, which is Tiger's event, Bay Hill, which is obviously Oral Palmer's, and then the Memorial, which is Jack's event. Those are going to be 80-player fields trimmed down to the top 50 and ties. Uh, from there, there's also other modes uh, for eligibility for signature events, and we'll get into that in a bit. I liked how the schedule is now making it so that you don't have Six to seven events all kind of clustered up and making guys play week after week after week. You now have an event every single month. With the exception of the majors, once it comes into April, you're going to really have two events a month. Uh, And for the most part, you usually have a week break in between. The only time you don't really get that is, I believe there's a three-week period from the Waste Management, which everyone plays anyways, to Riviera, to I believe a tune-up event prior to the Masters. So like guys are playing at that point four out of five weeks for the most part guys are going to get a lot of leeway the one thing i find interesting though is this year now the signature events for the star players don't know what that exactly entails is optional but didn't we go back to the system for the whole point of the top talents playing every week that to me i don't get i don't understand that either um then again, I don't know what star player entails. Whether it's top twenty-five, top fifty, however you want to mark that up. But if you're going to have an event that's, that's only eighty slots, and four of the top ten players don't play, who are the other four players that are going to take their spot
1: now? All of a sudden, guys are lower in the pecking order. Guys that would be alternates, you know. Yeah, but
0: that. how do you how do you even determine alternates though? If it, if the the criteria and the eligibility is so set in stone that it's the top 80 players. I don't even know if they had a, a system set up for for alternates anyhow.
1: I mean there's always been a system for alternates. I mean that's how you have alternates for
0: No no, no I'm saying like, like specifically for the what was designated events. Like they had they put they put the criteria out for 2022-23 and I don't think they really deviated much from it. then again it was full fields anyways, so now we're going to the to the smaller field lists. It's similar to, like, you obviously don't have alternates for the playoff events because it's it's pretty set in stone, top 50s playing in this event. I, I'm curious to see how they go about alternates, if they even do. If you have six players drop out and all of a sudden you have 74 spots, do you then run 74 spots and then trim the list down shorter than 50? Or however that works, I'm not totally sure.
2: Is that a question?
0: No, I'm just... Spitballing. I don't know if you had any, uh, any, any other comments on, on that. Otherwise, I'll, I'll move on to other rule changes and, and the like.
1: I personally think that they'll have an alternate, an, an alternate list, and it'll be exactly the same how they normally would have an alternate list for, say, uh, like three M open.
0: Yeah, probably like like next next highest ranking or next highest qualifying, whatever the number ha- happens to be to get there. Mm-hmm. But Makes that would, that would make sense. Uh, in terms of getting into the signature events, this is a hot topic for everybody once they decided to go to the shortened fields. The eligibility is the top 50 from this past FedEx Cup, the next 10 best in the FedEx Cup standings. So, however, that pegs out. Top five point earners from full field events, not trimmed down events, meaning uh, certain signature events as well as um, the playoffs. The top 30 in the official World Golf rankings and any 2022 23 tour winner gets exemption onto this top 80 list. So actually, you know what? Now that I'm hearing that, it does make sense because you're going top 50, next best, well, sorry, top 30 really in the OWGR, then basically the next 50 best players essentially in the Cup standings because you do have guys that are outside of the top 30 that qualify in, in that top 50 anyways. So you probably do have a field of about 98 to 100 guys who could qualify for it obviously, the, the pecking order for alternates would obviously start from 81 on or however else um, that goes. A couple of other scheduling changes. The Honda Classic has moved on from their sponsorship. So well, Honda's out. They've changed that to the Classic uh, in the Palm Beaches. will of course, stay at PGA National. The Barbasol Championship is out. So the alternate event will have to get a new name. We don't really know what the new sponsor is quite yet, but we will figure that out eventually. And this year is really interesting. We have not only the Ryder Cup, but we also have the Olympics coming back. They'll run from July 29th to the 4th, which means that we're going to get the PGA Tour schedule pushed back a week, which is also really interesting because that means the Tour final will not be played in August, but rather will be played in September. And it always gets colder in Atlanta after August. So so it should be interesting to see how, how the weather pans over after a full week on.
1: Oh, God. You and your meteorologist skills—you should work for the Weather Channel because you don't know anything. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I went to school in South Carolina. It is just as hot in September as it is in August, and it's just as hot as in August as it is in July. It's hotter than Satan's butthole down there. <laughs> it's gonna be so hot. Don't even listen to Stephen Macafrod. Just ask uh, Lucas Glover. He has plenty of experience with uh, with the heat. Steven Nicholas Macafrod. Nicholas? Yeah, isn't that your middle name? No. What's your middle name?
0: I'll give you three shots to answer it. If you get it right, I'll buy your you a microphone.
1: Yep. I should have the microphone anyway. I uh, know
0: that's John's problem, not mine.
1: Yeah. You know, um, John's unreliable and more ways than one. Um, so wrong. No uh let's see um three chances divinchenzo divinchenzo no man i'm bad at that game that's I a don't...
0: fucking that's an nba player's last name is it dante Vincenzo oh really Who's he play for the knicks now could not tell you i know he was i know he, he was on the Bucks. Who, who does he play for now, let's say? Scott. Yeah, yeah, he plays for the Knicks now. No, not Scott. Jeffrey. No. It's Anthony, but good try. Anthony, okay. Appreciate that. So, with the schedule now out, everything we updated you on, time for the fun stuff. Ben, I got to ask you, give me some of your boldest predictions for the upcoming season could be anything from first-time winners to early player of the year award nominees, rookie of the year, major champions this year. Anything that you think is a bold prediction that might come true, what do you got?
1: Hmm. A bold prediction for me. Justin Thomas will win comeback player of the year. I'm not sure how bold that is, but I mean, I don't know. I am one for one. I'm going to assume I'm one for one because I, I'm i assuming Ricky Fowler will win that. Um, I hope so. Rory will win the Masters to complete the career Grand Slam. Um, and we will have... We'll have, we'll have more than five first-time winners on the PGA Tour.
0: I love that. I That's have cool. a couple of, uh, of fun takes here. So the major schedule this year, for those of you who do not know, uh, the Masters, of course, will, will take place at Augusta. I believe, if I'm not wrong, it might be on Easter Sunday again that it might fall on, which means that Jordan Spieth is always live to possibly win the event. Let me see when. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's not winning the Masters.
0: His putter says otherwise. Yeah. Um, 2024 Easter. Oh, actually, it's March 31st. All right, so so it's a little. So it's wow, Easter's early this year. Jeez. Uh, so it follows the week after Easter. Then uh, the PGA will happen at Valhalla in Kentucky. The U.S. Open at Pinehurst Number Two, which is going to be so. So freaking fun! We haven't had a uh, a major at Pinehurst since I think the USM in twenty nineteen. We haven't had we haven't had a a PGA major since I think twenty fourteen
1: was it? Um, wait, wait I'm sorry, wait. The, a major the, at Pinehurst. I,
0: I don't think we had a major there since twenty fourteen.
1: Yeah, it was the US Open.
0: Yeah. Okay. So first time there since twenty fourteen. Obviously, they they've,
1: they've hosted a pair of.
0: Uh, amateur events
1: in 2019 yeah. and 2017 uh, yeah martin keimer won uh he like lapped the field and uh hey everybody in the comments below Stephen. when i qualify for the us open Stephen wants to caddy for me okay i think it's a horrible idea what do you guys think link comment below what you guys think okay well here l- let me actually ask this first what year
0: do you think you'll finally qualify for the us open up
1: this year duh oh this year yeah
0: I could walk Pinehurst. What? I could walk Pinehurst.
1: Steven, I'm not letting you carry my bag.
0: Okay. We've been over this a million
1: times.
0: If you qualify next year, there's no shot I'm doing it because Oakmont is so fucking hilly, I would never be able to do that. And, in tw- and then then, in 26, I'd probably die at Shinnecock.
1: I would, again, I wouldn't ask you to caddy for me. <laughs> You would give me like grounds passes though, right? Yeah, I would. Yes, I would take, yes, I would take care of you. You're just not going to be on my bag influencing my thought process.
0: Can I get one of those like uh, like inside the ropes passes and like be able to like film you and shit for content? No. That'd be hype.
1: I'll let you. I'm not going to get you. And I'll let you get inside the ropes passes for my first two practice rounds. You and KB. How about that? All right. Definitely can... not during. Definitely not during the tournament, though. No way. You're ready. Your I, ha- I have proper etiquette. I, ha- I wouldn't talk during your uh, during your round. You interrupt me all the time.
0: Well, on the golf course. Uh, okay. All right. You know, like there's a there's a line between me being an asshole and me like respecting players' games. Like I wouldn't want to. I first of all, if I even spoke during your round at the U.S. Open. I want you to win. Why the fuck would I like why would I do that? No.
1: you just sometimes sometimes you just can't control yourself. That's all. You have a hard time controlling sometimes you just get so giddy and excited and you just I, I, you, All right, yes. I I do I do get a little you'd you'd, right. be, you'd be so you'd be at the US Open inside the ropes. You'd be doing a happy dance. You'd be so excited. I, I'd be drunk. Uh, finally, the British yeah, Open. It's even worse. Of course not. <laughs> of course he'd be belligerent.
0: The British Open heads back to Scotland at Royal Troon in late July. Uh, my, I don't know if it's a bull prediction either, but I think Justin Thomas wins his third PGA championship at Valhalla. He's from he, He's from I, Kentucky. I was just about to say that. He's from Kentucky. Yeah. He grew up playing this golf course. His dad was a member there for years. It makes sense to say, Hey, you know what? Like, and now gr- granted, I said the same thing about Max Homa winning the U S open. Cause he had the course record at, at LACC. Obviously it didn't happen, but there's something about familiarity and being able to just get around a track that you know, in your entire life. It, it, it's like, I forget who it was at Liverpool this year. I think it was, was it Matthew Jordan or some, someone else? Um, was in I think mean, the top five the entirety of the week because he literally just played par to one under golf. He had he had been a member there since he was seven years old, caddied there for twelve years. So like when when you have the familiarity like that, I think it makes total sense, and you could play well enough um, to in attention, particularly for for JT, who at his best is, is still a very 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 talented golfer. Um, even at his worst,
1: is still much better than, than most guys. Jared, I think not to cut you off. Yeah, he said he'll, he'd win player um, comeback player of the year next year. Would he, first of all, I mean, I know his year like wasn't awful. You know, it wasn't like Ricky Fowler's a year ago, where like he got into the FedEx Cup playoffs by like a stroke of luck because guys defected to live. Yeah, but because his quality of play has always been so high for such a long time. I would say if he like won three events. One of them being a major, which I a hundred percent think that's a possibility, him winning at Valhalla. That's a great point by you. Thank you. No problem. Would that would qualify him as comeback player of the year? Like you would you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, was he bad I guess what I'm saying is was he bad enough last year, this past year, to like be like, yeah, he could win comeback player of the year. Does that make sense? Am I like just rambling?
0: No, I think it makes total sense because like, first of all, he, he missed the most cuts in his entire career in a single season since his since his, his rookie year. Yes. Like, a a player who's been top 10 for the last probably, I think, four years should not be missing six cuts in a year. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had only, like, three top 10s in his last, like, 10 weeks of the year. Whether or not you want to say that's, like, still, like, good for somebody, I mean, I guess it is, yeah, but when you factor into just how his overall year was i i think you could certainly make a make the case it isn't again as like as crazy as like ricky Fowler's, considering he he would have literally lost his tour card had, had it not been for guys jumping to live and him making it into the playoff by the by the skin of his teeth but also you look at somebody like should ryan Harmon this year get comeback player of the year because he won a major and he's now like backed and he had like i think like six top 20s like, those things also you have to consider, like, what's the severity of comeback player of the year at, at this point? It's like in the NFL. Like, like DeMar Hamlin is right now the, the frontrunner to win comeback player of the year because the guy almost died and, and is now back playing football. When I can easily make the argument that Calvin Ridley, who hasn't played football in 18 months, is not going to come back and, po- and probably win it because he's going to have a 2,000-yard season. Like, if that happens, where do you go? So I think based on, on the, the the severity of what you call coming player of the year, which we'll find out more probably in a couple of weeks when the, when the awards are announced and whether or not it is Ricky Fowler or insert player here, I really can't, can't think of anybody off the top of my head. If Ricky, but,
1: Fowler, if Ricky Fowler doesn't win it this year, the whole system is rigged.
0: I could see it. I, I'd have to look more and see who else would, uh, would come close. A um, couple of other bold predictions for me. Uh, and and I, you haven't heard his name in probably eight or nine months. Um, Daniel Berger will win an event this year. He hasn't played golf in 14 months, I think, to this point. Uh, has been like a, it's, a, it's like a broken record, injury after injury after injury has not figured it out. I think he'll win. Uh, I think once Will Zalatoris comes back, depending on what that is, I know he took soft swings. Uh, the week of the first playoff event, I think he'll get a win. Uh, whether or not that's the same as him ball striking his way to it, or he actually figures out figures out his putter, is a different story. And then probably my, possibly my boldest pick: the Presidents' Cup next year. I think Akshay Batia makes the team. Oh yeah, um, I think he is going to have such a great rookie year. And one that's going to go down in history books. Because he's not going to play in the biggest events. Even though I do believe he actually quali- – well, because he won last year. He does qualify for these signature events. So so you're going to see him every single week on tour. Fighting for his life. Fighting to, to maintain his status. And he's going to go off at some point this year. I don't know when it's going to be. But he will have a string of three or four events. Probably starting with one of those like bigger known events. Kind of like what Scotty Scheffler did his his first big year. And he's going to come out and be terrific and auto-queue for the President's Cup. So, yeah, those are my three big takeaways this year. If I had to give you an, a, another major winner, I'd lo- I'd lo- I would love to see Rory win again. But he, he hasn't won in, in a decade. So I would but
1: love to look. Think about it. Like, how poetic – and I'm not a big Rory fan, as everybody knows. Mm-hmm. But how poetic would it be – He hasn't won a major. It is thundering and pouring and lightning right now. Dear God. Um, And no, it's not a hurricane, Stephen. Um, How poetic would it be for him nearly 10 years after his last major win to complete the Grand Slam – at the place where he choked his first ever chance, real chance of winning a major away. Mm-hmm. Like, how poetic would that be? That, it it would make so much that, sense. It is a master story. You know, like every, every single Masters has like a story. You know, like mm-hmm. right, when Tiger came back and won or when Dustin finally won <gasps> his Masters. Like you know, or when Jack in '86 won, and it was just like kind of almost out of nowhere. Like everyone considered him out of his prime. Like every Masters has a, every winner, it's significant in some way. I think that would be, honestly, that would be one of the greatest Masters ever. I think, in my opinion,
0: if now here, let me provide a uh, a alternative to Rory winning at Augusta because he finished T2 this past year, and I I think everyone wrote, wrote him off as being an absolute dud for, for the rest of his career, if Phil wins another major, huh. he, I don't know. He's finished top 20 at every Masters for the last, like, I think, four years. Mm-hmm. Despite his old age, still managed to fight through the field and finish T2, only, I think, what, two behind Rom? No. Yeah if he happens to win and take it away and, like, and, and I, yeah, the live PGA controversy is kind of dead because of the fact that obviously they've merged and whatever the future is there. But, like, it's, like, the live guy taking home what everyone looks at as, like, the best major, the biggest major of, the, of them all. Because it's Augusta and the history behind it. What would you make, like, of that? From a live PGA perspective, from a player like Phil winning two majors in three years. Where does he rank all time at that point too?
1: I mean, I personally think Phil's a top 10 player with or without another major. He is a top 10 player. I think that would be, I think that would be idiotic for someone to sit there and be like, nah, Phil's not a top 10 player. I don't know how much it would impact his stature in the game of golf. Because the narrative and the story behind Phil is kind of set. Matt, like, incredibly gifted, tinkerer, kind of a drama-filled life. I think it would honestly just be the perfect send-off for him. if If I were Phil, all of the shit that Phil has gone through between dare I say scandals. I mean he was like you know insider trading and then his issues with the PGA tour right before he left the PGA tour and um you know his core play for really a long time. And then for him to go back and win at Augusta for I believe would be a sixth major I think that would be the perfect send-off for him. He won't retire. He wouldn't. That's just not what he would do. But yeah. if I were him, I'd be like, uh, you know. By the way, I think Aaron Rodgers just got hurt.
0: Yeah, Aaron Rodgers just got hurt. Nope. in Like, I, he, he seemed to – I just watched the video. He seemed to have been, like, kind of okay, and then all of a sudden, like he like, he waved, sat down, and just, like, held his ankle. Apparently, the cart's out.
1: So, yep, I'm switching to becoming a Bengals fan. I'm done. <laughs> I told my dad. I told. I told everybody. I was like, if they don't make the playoffs this year, I'm just switching to the Bengals.
0: I feel so bad for Aaron Rodgers. If the, like if, if for some reason this is a, this is this is a season-ending injury, hard knocks would have been the biggest, the biggest cocktease ever for Jets fans. I'm sorry. That's. I- I didn't even watch it,
1: but whatever. I give up. I give well, up. Well,
0: like to, like first of all, you should watch it because it's actually very good. But like the the tease of just like seeing Aaron Rodgers like constant montages and videos of him talking to players and just like being like being the leader. And now all of a sudden the Toulouse is it it, it it it's it's such a cuck. It's terrible. I feel horrible for uh for Jets fans.
1: Yeah. What m well,
0: uh, Mio is that? What's that? What flavor is that?
1: Berry Blast. Is it actually good? Yeah, I put it in my water all the time because I hate drinking water. Uh, yeah,
0: I, I've never actually like tried it, but I've heard like really good things and I I used to drink uh crystal light, but like then like the fucking particles get all like fucking stuck in your uh stuff in the water and it's gross.
1: <laughs> but That's delicious. Look at this. Oh damn.
0: Chug it, boy. So, yeah, so those are my three uh, three bold predictions. While Ben drinks, we're going to take a short break, and on the other side, we'll chat all things Ryder Cup. We had a week off. We now get to kind of talk a little more about what we think of Justin Thomas being in the field. We'll chat both sides, see who has the edge early on. And, of course, can Max Homa three-peat at the 40th championship? We'll see that and more on the other side. You're, you are watching, listening, and tuning in to get in the hole.
2: The Get in the Whole podcast is brought to you by our fantastic merch partners, PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Co. provides designs in high-quality clothing for the great fans of the world of golf. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd rocking. You're getting the hole podcast official and first-edition merch. This is the first time in show history that the Get in the po- Hole podcast has had merch. So you don't want to miss out. Our listeners can use promo code underground for 10% off any apparel. When you shop online at phiapparel.co, that's phiapparel.co, code underground for 10% off any apparel. Rock that Get In The Whole Podcast merch out in the wild. Send it to us. Tweet at us at Get In The Whole Pod when you're rocking your merch. Big thank you to PHI Apparel Company for being the best merch on the planet. Now, back to the show.
0: So after further uh, reports, Jeff Muller, who was a PT, DPT, uh, he put out on Twitter, he, he's actually reported a, a couple of, of like, correct injuries for, for football players. Uh, based on the play where he was tackled, uh, it says that his left calf trembled, which could indicate a Achilles injury. Uh, he, he did deal with a calf strain during camp. And, of course, uh, as I said, he was helped off the field by trainers. He said if it is an Achilles, the second, second option might be um, like a midfoot, like a Frank injury or like a deltoid ligament. Uh, but he said it's more likely it's an Achilles thing than anything else. So hopefully a ruptured Achilles or, or someone like that is not in the cards for Aaron Rodgers. We hope he is okay. Hopefully we can report a little more on this as we uh, continue to monitor it. With that being said, the Ryder Cup field this year is officially set in stone. We have our U.S. and European teams. Justin Thomas did, in fact, make the squad. Brooks Koepka was a quote-unquote easy choice, according to Zach Johnson. A bit of a interesting snub that people are, haven't really talked about from the European side is Adrian Morant did not make the team. Uh, however, Step Straka did. Ben, what are your thoughts here from either side? Is there any side you think that has an immediate edge Going into Rome next week, uh, thoughts even on Justin Thomas and Max Homa playing this week as everyone else is, is taking a break uh, for next week's event.
1: I mean, uh, so I think it makes sense for Justin Thomas to play this week. I mean, look when you won when you when you won a PJ Tour event two years in a row, you might as well just play it a third time just to see. Um, I think. Wait, did I say Justin Thomas? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I meant Max Homa. I apologize. Um,
0: wait a minute. What was the question? Uh, between both sides, what are your thoughts on JT's entrance into the field? Uh, Adrian Moronk's possible snub, if you have an opinion on that. And then just who has the, the overall edge based on looking at the rosters uh, from your perspective as of right now?
1: Okay, got you. Sorry. My window got hit with like a ton of rain, and I just like lost my train of thought. Um, okay, look, so – Yes, Justin Thomas needs a lot of work, Uh, clearly. He hasn't competed. And when he did compete, he didn't compete well. And so I think it makes sense for him to go to California and play. What else does he really have to lose? He's already on the team. Any reps he's going to get will be better than no reps because the last time he competed was really not good. Like, really not good at all. Um, Yeah, that's, that's what I think. I think... Overall, early on, I like the U.S. chances to win. Uh, I know that obviously the Ryder Cup this year is in Europe, and as anybody knows, when you have the visiting team, it's always harder for the visiting team to go in and win a game. It, it generally that's how it is, unless the home team just sucks. Um, obviously, this home team, the Europe European team, which is the home team, they don't suck at all. They're very very talented. Uh, I think they have some guys that maybe aren't as well-known. I really do like Luke Donald as the captain, though. I really do. I thought he was actually a better selection than uh, Henrik Stenson, who was the original selection. I think – I was like – honestly, I was like, how is it that Stenson's getting the nod before Luke Donald? I don't really understand that. Uh, but I digress. I like the U.S.'s chances to win – Obviously, I'm going to root for them because I'm from the U.S., but logically speaking, I think the U.S. is the upper hand. I'm
0: actually going to go on the opposite. I think actually Europe may have a better uh, edge here, not only the fact that they have the the, the home field. I'm not even going to talk about that, Um, but for those of you who don't know, the U.S. has not won in Europe since, I believe, 1993 or 1995. Uh, back when Tom Watson was the captain of the of that wild uh, '90s squad, but you look at Team Europe, and I see a lot of really good cohesiveness on this roster. Again, I, as you said, I love Luke Donald. The overall roster—if you look at guys who are at peak performance right now—Matt Fitzpatrick had three straight weeks of exceptional golf go, leading into this. He's been training his ass off. He's playing really well. Of course, Victor Hovland, the tour champion. When you have Rory and Rahm involved. Um, and then just like, like the, the, the cast of players around them, whether or not it's Robbie McIntyre or Justin Rose or in this sort of an event, Tommy Fleetwood always plays, plays his best golf in Europe. And then also not to mention the Aberg who has not even played a major championship and is now playing in a Ryder Cup. He's the first person to ever do that. Uh, a really cool sign for him. I think if you look at the overall team, I think the biggest part about the European side that I think gives them this edge is that it's the first time in probably 12, 15 years, we're officially moving away from the, probably not 15 years, but last decade, moving away from the Sergio, Poulter, Westwood kind of core of guys who have made up every single one of these teams for the last three or four events. And we're now moving on to a a younger cast, guys who hit the ball further, who are, not necessarily as, as skillful in certain positions, but I think can actually mesh a lot better than you would think. Uh, having, a, having a guy like Ludwig Aberg or Shane Lowry, Nikolai Hogard, who's incredibly undervalued, people don't even know how good he actually is because he plays more often than not on, on the DP World Tour. Seth Straka has won three times in the last two years. Justin Rose is in the heat of things in his mid-40s, as most guys are um, on tour. So he ha- he's always apt to win. The only guy who has not been playing his best golf as of late is Shane Lowry. And even then Shane Lowry is a great, great veteran presence to have on this team. The U S side, there's too many question marks for me. And whether it be Justin Thomas, he hear me out. Whether it be Justin Thomas is shaky. Everything. He just, he just, he basically got rid of his dad as his, uh, his swing coach and he's not trying to find himself. Uh, Jordan Spieth has had a choppy season, despite his really good putting. He's still not at that peak level that you had wished he'd always be at. He was even on the bubble to be a captain this pick. Then you got to figure out who are you going to match Brian Harmon with? Who are you going to match Wyndham Clark with? Like the the cohesiveness and the and the the camaraderie is a really big part of this, and it's what they've been saying for this whole time. Why did JT get in and not somebody else? It's the boys' club. At the end of the day, you need cohesion. And I just think the European squad can come together in a pretty good way. And Luke Donald's the biggest, Luke Donald's a huge extra. He's a huge extrovert. He's always there to help his team out. And I, and I agree with you. He's a better pick than Stenson, in my opinion. And the cast of guys he has around him, guys who have won big time events, guys who have been there before, I think it's a really good group. Although I will say the USA coaching staff is probably the best dream team you could probably get between Johnson, Stricker, Love, Fiora, couples. And I think that is Stuart Sink. So, I think it's close, but I think Europe is going to give them a slight edge because of the fact that they've gotten younger and healthier.
1: Okay. Well, um, you know, I don't agree with you at all. But anyway, that's that's all I have to say. Uh, moving on.
0: Moving on. Actually, you know what? I have a follow-up, follow-up uh, question no, that, that I forgot sorry. to ask you. No, no, no. That I forgot to, that I forgot to, to ask you. For a player like Justin Thomas going into this event, obviously is playing the the 40 net this week. Got rid of his father as the the longtime swing coach and mentor. He said he's been told he's trying to find his new swing. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a hey. That's a great attitude. I'm just gonna go out and try to find it. Okay. Yeah. Like 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 <laughs>
0: literally chopping everything up as he goes into that the is, ball. Obviously the the father
1: doesn't. He is yep. oozing confidence right now.
0: <laughs>
1: what a pick!
0: Meanwhile, D- meanwhile, Dustin Johnson is in his house, like closed fist, like I should be
1: there right now. No, nah, he does Dustin doesn't give a shit. I don't
0: think. <sighs> You're right. The, Dustin's too busy banging
1: his hot wife. Oh
0: so <laughs> we're gonna delete that. Um, no. So, like, as somebody trying to find his find his new swing and figure out what the hell he's trying to be, should like. Is there, like, a a myriad of concerns here? Or do you think, like, he'll – he's simply tweaking small things. I feel like he's making a major, major, major adjustment right now.
1: Well, his golf swing is
0: I heard that. Did
1: you hear that? That was loud. You could see the lightning behind. Yeah, that was – that's a lot. Wow. It hasn't rained here in, like, a century, so it's actually good. But – Damn it, what was the question? <laughs> oh, it was about Justin Thomas. Okay. Yeah,
0: well, like, how concerned should we be here as he was obviously the most questionable captain's pick? Like, can he even win an event with all these with all,
1: all these changes trying to figure himself out? No, look, he's not going to win an event. He's not going to win this week at all. Um, no, I'm i saying, like, even at the Ryder Cup, too.
0: Probably the B- ultimate concern is the Ryder Cup more than, more more than, more than know, this
1: week. I just think I don't think he's going ha- to I don't I don't think I don't think he's going to win. I don't think he's going to get a single point. I don't. I don't think he's going to get a single point. Um he's changing apparently now, changing swing coaches, I guess. I, I don't. Yeah. Does he have it who is his new swing coach, do we know?
0: Uh let's find out. I know he had said that he changed away, uh, from, from his father. He's picked up. Uh, so actually it, it, it's more than, it's more than just separating himself from his father. He's all, he also fired his putting coach, John Graham. Uh, as of right now, they don't, there isn't any confirmation on who he's with, but according to some videos and folks around the golf world that have been watching him, he's, he's been, Relying heavily now in practice rounds on on utilizing aim point rather than actual readings of the greens. Uh, but no word yet on who his swing coach actually is. He, for all we know, it's just him experimenting. But he was seen working out with Steve Stricker. So that was also a Ryder Cup thing more than anything else, but could be a potential point.
1: Yeah, um, I'm pretty concerned. I think the U.S. will win in spite of Justin Thomas. That's what I think.
0: Type victory, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, so, it's it's the, it's the Ryder Cup, but so generally generally it's pretty
0: close. Pushing aside from the Ryder Cup, Max Hulma trying to go for the three peat at the 40 net championship Silverado in Napa, California. Do we think he does it?
1: It's Max Homa, man, of course. Hell yeah, he does. This is, he he he's gnawing it the bit to get here he is built for this golf course
0: i mean considering he's beaten the field i think collectively by, by, by nine strokes in the last two years yeah i would hope so yeah he, he's pretty damn good at golf uh no one has three-peated at a p2 tour event since steve stricker did at the john deere classic that was i think six years ago was what his, was his win or less than that but it's been a while it's kind of crazy to think about like in years, like like how fast time goes, like 2019 was almost was almost five years ago, which is like freaky to think about. Um,
1: but yeah. Hey, oh, okay. time stands still without when I'm with you, Steven. Is there anybody of interest this week at Silverado, <laughs>
0: aside from Homa and Thomas that we're keeping an eye on? Any guys that you that you like this week? Uh, even some young players who are making their uh, their PGA Tour debuts this week. Anybody
1: like guys that I like for this week? First of all, I look. I was looking at the betting odds. Um, no free ads, but uh, what? Wild week for betting odds. Well, I, and yeah, no free ads. But see, according to CBS Sports, Justin Thomas is the second best odds of winning, which I think is just pure, just purely stupid. Um, I like Akshay this week. I think he's he's a guy that's really come into his own. Uh, I think he's a rookie of the year candidate next year, assuming he's he wasn't technically a rookie this year, correct? Uh, who? Akshay.
0: Uh, no, th- this will be his official rookie year. I think he was. I think he was special spo- special sponsorship exempt. Yeah, he, he was.
1: He had some type of status, but it wasn't full. And then he won, which gave him. Full status. So yeah. regardless, I like Akshay this week. Uh, I like guys like Sam Ryder as well. Uh, I think Cameron will have a good week. Um, I also like... Oh, God. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I could see Zach Johnson playing well this week. Um, what? I, I, I'm not even looking at you. I can hear you laughing. No, oh, I thought you were laughing at me. No, um, my uh, my chair's squeaking. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, there, there are some. There are definitely some <coughs> some, some good plays this week for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of really
0: quality players really down uh, low on the odds board that I'm actually very interested in. Uh, of course, this being the first week for a lot of guys coming up from the KFT, um, there's plenty of new names to get to know. But in terms of the guys that I like this week, uh, Ashe is obviously there at, at 40 to one, Justin stuff, 45 to one Taylor Montgomery, who had a really good fall and early on season, who I thought was going to be uh, a rookie of the year candidate at 45 to one. He totally fell, fell off the cliff uh, later on in the year. If you really want to dig deep and go all the way into the, the hundred to one numbers, there's a lot of really fascinating names. Ben Martin, uh, who is a top KFT player, Last year had, had, I believe he was a rookie this year or had status last year. Uh, Eric Van Royen also 100 to 1. Scott Stallings, uh, Aaron Baddeley 125 to 1. Aaron Baddeley, Baddeley, Baddeley words, Aaron Badley, I think it is. Yeah, did you know Zach Johnson's playing this week? <laughs> I just said that, you dipshit. I, I, I didn't hear you. That's so funny
1: you're an idiot <laughs> That's hilarious you're an idiot
0: <laughs> That was in Rome three days ago anyways right next to Zach Johnson at 150 to one uh, Joel Damon playing this week uh, Paden Kizire at 200 to1 uh, where's he been the last uh, the last three years I, I remember him at the the Northern Trust in 2019 and then after that I'm like I haven't even heard um, heard from him whatsoever. And then my my last guy at 300-1, uh, Nicholas Echeverria, won at a, a secondary event this year, last this past season. I forget w- which one it was uh, in particular, but he's he's someone that I'm looking out for, someone deep in the odds board. Also, uh, Fred Biondi at 400-1. Right next to your friend, uh, Wesley Bryan, also at 400-1.
1: I mean, Wesley's not my friend. I'd love to be Wesley's friend. It's just that, I mean, you know. I think Wesley's great. I just – I wish we were friends, but I'm not famous enough yet. So he He's too good for you? He doesn't know who I am. Don't worry. We'll we'll get we'll, we'll
0: get him on the pod. We'll introduce you two. We'll get you guys at, out at a uh, practice round, and we'll, Absolutely. we'll yeah. make it work. Wesley and
1: I would be like best buds, I think. I would blow it like 50 yards past him, and I would just <laughs> let him hear it the whole time. We would be like best buds. Would, would you be – I would totally, he's like, actually, he's probably, uh, he's on my short list of guys on tour that I really want to play with. You know what? Let's try and make it happen. He's a really good guy. Like, I really, like, he and his brother are awesome. They're incredible. If you guys have never seen their YouTube channel, please check it out. It's called Brian Bros Golf, or just Brian Bros. They are awesome. Great content. Great guys. Very likable. Fantastic banter. But the, because they're brothers, um, yeah, they're incredible. So,
0: uh, quick confirmation here Aaron Rodgers out of the x ray room, but he's going to the locker room with a boot over his foot. His night is over on opening night, Monday Night Football.
1: Awesome, yes. All right, I'm gonna get myself some Bengals gear after this. Show. With that being said, we'll be right back. Beer money, come up next.
2: Just a reminder, everybody, the most effective and direct way to support the Get in the Hole podcast and Underground Sports Philadelphia is by getting your merch. That's right. Get your merch. PHI Apparel Company is our official merch provider, and they are providing our listeners with the most unique and unbelievable designs for the great fans of the sport of golf and for our Philadelphia brethren, the great fans of Philly as well. Again, the whole podcast merch is officially on their website, so you can go to the Underground Sports Philadelphia tab where all of our podcast merch is available, and that is the most effective and direct way to support everything we're doing here at Underground Sports Philadelphia and with the Get in the Whole podcast. So go to phiapparel.co, and when you go to check out, use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off. That's how they know we sent you guys there, how they know you're coming from the get in the whole podcast from underground sports Philadelphia get your merch phiapparel.co use code underground and you get 10% off any merch order from our friends at phi apparel company now let's get back into the get in the whole podcast we are back it's time whoa whoa
0: someone's changing shit on us
1: whoa what's, what's going on what is happening I, I thought KB was going to join us. I feel like he's somewhere, and
0: or it it, it it's that or a ghost. One second, I got to plug my computer. Shoot! All right, while he's plugging his computer in, I will introduce the uh, the final. What the hell is this? What? All right, so, someone's invading our uh, our space. Wait, what? Yeah, I think someone's someone's invading our uh, our show right now. Uh, I'm like kind of concerned. Anyways, let's really? just present the uh, segment. It's time for some beer money Bought to you by our friends over at Kenwood Beer. The best part about seeing KB this past weekend is finally, for the first time in my life, I have my hands on a Kenwood beer. You can only find these right now in in, in the Philadelphia like general area, so I can't even get them shipped to me. So he got me a six pack. I've been waiting to crack crack open one of these. Find them on the Kenny Tracker, KenwoodBeer.com. Get yourself uh, a nice six-pack today. And let's crack one open and have my first ever sip of a Kenny. Let's see how this is.
1: That's really good. I thought you are just drinking on air, right? Now. <laughs> That's, like, really good. It's, like a, it, it's literally a better Bud Light. That was bomb. Nice. Don't waste it.
0: CampbellBeer.com. Check them out. Top 20 pick at Silverado, the 40 net championship. What do you got?
1: All right. For me. Shoot. One second. Where is it? Here we go. No problem. Uh, For me, I'm going to go top. What would you say? 20? Yep. Top 20 pick. I'm going to go with Justin Saw. That's going to be my top 20
0: pick. Love the pick. Love the play. I'm joining you at, at Justin Silver for, a top, for a top 20. I've been riding high on him for all year. I think he'll, he'll have another good performance
1: this week. Top 10. All right. My top 10 pick. I'm going to go with uh, Sahith Thegala. According to CBS Sports, he has the third best odds of winning. But for me, I think a solid top 10 to start off his fall season. Sounds just about right, So Sahith Kagala, top ten. Here's a fun one. He's finished 26th or better in four of his last five
0: starts, uh, and seven of his last 13. His driver and putter have been awesome.
1: I like Bo Hostler for a top 10 this oh, week. Okay, I like top that. five. What you got? Top five. I'm gonna go with Cam Davis. He's the fourth best odds of winning this week. I think a strong. He's he's in for a strong week. Cam Davis, top five
0: top five pick this week um I want to look high up like on this leaderboard but I don't want i don't want to go too high up um all right I think I, I I think I got it I'm gonna go Andrew Putnam he's top not he's plus 900 here uh he's one of the sneakier guys who we don't like really like talk much about but a fantastic player. Uh, I think he'll do really well. Um, I think he is very live this year. I think he's posted a couple of top 20s in his last few starts. So someone who I'm interested in. Before we get to that winner,
1: let's get that gimme pick out of the way. Who are you taking? The money all on this guy. All right. This guy is a cuts made machine, and I think he's going to make the cut and then some. I'm going to go Sam Ryder top 25. I love
0: that. I love that. Uh, There are two guys who I really do like this week as a like really out there kind of player Um, West coast guys. They putt really well Dylan Wu and Doug Gim
1: both
0: both for top thirties this week. Their putters have been really good. This is a putting contest kind of golf course. It's why Max Homa always wins here. It's because the putters always putter always gets hot. The California guys love playing, playing in California. Just like how the, how the Texans always love playing well in Texas. So those two guys are who I'm taking for top 30s. That's my game me this week. Your winner, last year predicted accurately Max Homa would go
1: back to back. Who are we taking this year? And is it Max Homa? Oh, for me, it's Max Homa. I think you'd have to be a lunatic not to pick Max Homa. That's what I'm going to go with. Oh, all right. I took Homa last
0: year. It came out true. Part of me thinks it's so hard to three Pete, even in a weakened field. And as I had mentioned, like California guys play well in California. Um he didn't particularly he didn't go to school in the area like like Max Holman did. Why did my screen just get all blurry? Yeah. What the hell? That was really weird. Oh, hold on, here we go. Let's try and do that. And come back. All right. I'm blurry until further notice. Jesus. Um hold on. I, I don't know. That that was like really random and like weird. Hold on. Let me see if I can white balance this. Usually if you put a white thing in front, it works. That's Man. really weird. Um, he didn't go to school in Northern California like Max Homa did, uh, but I like Cy Thagala this week. Went to, went to Pepperdine has played here a couple of times in his career. With a short field like this, like not a lot of talent. I mean, I shouldn't say that, but uh, not a lot of top-tier talent. I think gala at 18-1 to is a really uh, fun play here. Although I am rooting for Nash-Homa to get the, to get th- that third win. It would be a really big um, accomplishment for him. So, with that being said, final thoughts this week after our first show off of break. Thoughts uh, to begin the year. Anything you want to get out of the way before we launch yet another season of the Get in the Hole podcast?
1: No, that's pretty much it. Um not a whole lot. I think the Ryder Cup eventually when once it finally happens will be very exciting. I really hope that Justin Thomas can find his form. I'm a little bit worried that he switched away from his dad as a swing coach because he's had so much success with him. That being said though, I'm excited for another season. Let's get it going.
0: I want to, get, I want to actually give you a, uh, a little shout out. You didn't, you weren't on the show for the tour final. Um, but I, I want to,
1: you greatly missed me. Yeah.
0: It's so much so. Um, I want to just give you a quick, a, a quick little shout. Um, as you start up your Q school, uh, ventures coming up soon, I just want to wish you the best of luck. I really hope you do play really well. I hope to see you at some, uh, some Monday queues, break your way into some KFT events and hopefully, uh, just have a really strong year, and really happy to have a a, a tour a, a tour pro golf pro, um, <laughs> golfer uh, on this program because really it, it does make things a whole a whole lot better when you get to have uh, someone who knows the game in and out and knows all these different small um, small details. And and honestly, like for someone who doesn't watch golf, you're actually a really like good like encyclopedia of of winners and like golf knowledge just like that, which I'm not really good at. So. I know you're not. So okay. props to you and kudos to you. But with that being said, I guess it's time to, uh, to let things go. For Ben i and Stephen McAvoy, thank you guys for tuning in to the Get in the whole Podcast. Like, subscribe, follow us, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Whether you're listening to us on the road, watching us on YouTube, of course, again, as I mentioned, like, subscribe, follow, comment. Let us know what you think. Anything that you guys want us to talk about in the future, let us know. And uh yeah, that's been all. Follow us on follow us both on, on Twitter. Follow the Get in the Whole Podcast on Twitter. Follow Underground Sports on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. A lot of fun content coming up. Ben's getting into the content game big time. So we're posting constantly now on our socials, getting you everything that you need from the perspective of, of the golfer, from the pro game, and so on. And that, folks, has been episode 121 of the Get in the Whole Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Let's get it going. A brand new season is upon us. Let's have a great year. Thanks for listening to Get in the Hole, the official golf podcast of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Catch us every week wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and be sure to like and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Get in the Hole Pod, and follow Underground Sports Philadelphia at Underground PHI. We'll see you next time, and remember, Get in the Hole!